Good afternoon, Packers fans. Aaron Nagler here with your Packers Daily Chat, coming to you live on the Cheesehead TV social channels on Wednesday. Packers back on the practice field and looking pretty healthy. Quay Walker was back. You got two new dudes on the practice squad, including James Robinson, who was out there practicing today. And, of course, of most import, Aaron Jones out there running around. So we obviously have no clue how much they're doing when it comes to the team stuff. These guys who will undoubtedly be listed as limited uh, in their participation. But getting them out there is great. Love to see it. Love to be at full strength, you know, as full strength as you can be heading into the seventh week of the season. Um, clearly, the loss of David Bakhtiari looms large along the offensive line, but they're going to have to work it out. And they're running out of excuses as they get healthy post-bye week against one of the worst defenses, not only in the league this year, but in modern NFL history. So, yeah, we'll see what uh, Matt LaFleur and company uh, can gin up for this uh, Sunday showdown, and I do love looking at the TV map, where it's like, I would say like 90% of the country is going to see Chiefs Chargers, and then like poor saps in just the Denver area and the Green Bay area, like they get Packers Broncos. Oh, how far we've fallen, folks. Used to be the Packers who would be the wide swath across America that they'd be showing to the world, but no, no, no longer. Now it's, and we got uh, Broncos Packers for you. Hey, man, it's up to the Packers to turn it around, and hopefully that begins on Sunday afternoon. Let's give a shout-out to our good friends, and I do emphasize good friends, over at Firecracker Farm. You know what the drill is. Spice up your game with Firecracker Farm's amazing hot salt. Everything is better with hot salt. What is it? It's sea salt infused with ghost, reaper, and scorpion pepper. It's great for grilling, dips, in cocktails, you name it. Who makes it? It's a family brand made by hand in small batches, not in a factory. And right now, Firecracker Farm is offering a 20% discount for Cheesehead TV viewers and listeners. So go ahead, go to firecracker.farm now. Place your order and get ready to spice up your game. Don't forget to use CHTV at checkout for 20% off. That's firecracker.farm. Promo code CHTV for 20% off. Do it, folks. And while I'm promoing stuff here, because, hell, it is my channel. I can do whatever the hell I want with it. I want to give a shout-out to my good friend and co-founder, Corey Banky, who's going to be appearing in the inaugural season of Lost In on Destination America tomorrow night, Thursday night, Destination America, 8 p.m., Check it out. Welcome to Lost In. We're in Green Bay, Wisconsin, also known as Titletown, for its love of football. Some of the most famous games that have ever been played been played at this field. And its beloved green and gold. We visit historic Lambeau Field and hit up a tailgate with beer, brats, and something called booyah. Dude, that is good. Browse the enormous local farmer's market. People show up by the tens of thousands. And tackle an amusement park right on the shore of Green Bay. So get ready to explore. We're sailing off into the sunset. Well, it's still morning. <laughs> get ready to eat. I'm going in, man. Dude. Woo! And get ready to experience Green Bay. You guys want to do it one more time? This place is amazing. I mean, I love everything about that, including Bay Beach being featured. But uh, I will say, the woman saying 
people by the tens of thousands showing up to the Green Bay Farmers Market. All right, slow down. I've been to the Green Bay Farmers Market. Let's let's relax here for for just a second. But it will be fun to watch Corey Banky throwing down, representing Green Bay, lost in on Destination America, 8 p.m. Eastern Thursday night. Hope you guys can check it out. Hello to everybody in the comments section. So good to see you all. Hope you're all doing well. Soder's here, of course. Soder's here. <laughs> Reese starting with the very first chat of the day saying the Packers are the green and gold need to have the green before the gold. Very interested in see what Matt LaFleur puts on film this week. That's pretty deep, man. That's some pretty deep stuff. And I will agree. I am very, 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 very interested to see how they look, especially coming out the gate on Sunday afternoon. Here's the other thing. Like we've talked a lot here uh, over the course of the last week or so during the bye and the early part of this week about, you know, having to start faster and how poor they've looked in the first half of these games. But something that hasn't really been talked about a whole lot that I've seen um, is how poorly Matt's teams have fared when they travel west. And Denver is certainly west when it comes to the Green Bay Packers. So, I mean, there's uh, there's every reason to believe the Packers should get on track on Sunday, but everything that kind of hovers over this proceeding, I won't be surprised if they lose. And that's what's kind of crazy about the 2023 Green Bay Packers. They have certainly showed us that they can lose to anybody. And they haven't really showed us that they could beat anybody. They've certainly, you know, had a very exciting fourth quarter comeback when it looked like against all odds, they, you know, there was no chance they were going to win. And they did. And it was incredibly exciting. But outside of that, there hasn't been a whole lot for you to hang your hat on as a Packers fan watching this team and thinking, you know what? I, I can see the vision. It's like when Rodgers said, I think we can run the table after the Washington game back in 2016. And you're watching that game, you could see, yep, I can see they're real close offensively. As far as like just a tick here, a beat there, you could still you could see how I don't think anybody expected them to actually run the table, but you could certainly see they were close. I don't think anybody's come, you know, anywhere near proclaiming that looking at the Packers offense over the last couple games. So here's hoping the uh, bye week did them some good in that regard. Bit of a reset, recalibration, if you will. Michael, thanks for the super chat, man. We're, <laughs> oh, boy. Were you really QB1 in high school? I'm impressed. Um, right up until what is it, my sophomore year because my – First couple years, well, my first year in high school in Appleton was only, they only do three years. So it's like sophomore, junior, uh, what do you call it, senior. So freshman year, I was the starting quarterback all through junior high, which ninth grade was my last year junior high. Yes, I was starting quarterback until I broke my wrist. Uh, and then my sophomore year, they had what, they had, uh, there was a, I remember there was a, some kind of teacher's dispute, like contractually, so there was no theater program. So I could do football in the fall, so I continued playing football that fall, my sophomore year. And, yes, I was QB1. And then theater came back into the mix the following fall, and then I stopped playing football because I'm an actor, or I was. Long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. But, yeah, I was QB1, and I was bad. I was terrible. I was, it was, I was not a good quarterback in any way, shape, or form. I mean, I, could, I knew the plays. I could execute, like, everything they asked of me other than, like, throw it deep. That, that, I was very bad at that. Abdul, what's up, man? Thanks for Super Chat. Hey, Aaron, you mentioned you rewatched the games during the bye. Any observations that stuck out to you? Also, we've talked a lot about Myers and the other guys, but how's Runyon look so far to you? 
Yeah, you know, I know Runyon gets some kind of I don't rap. I don't know criticism from time to time. I think he's a really solid player, and I know he's battling an ankle injury that he suffered in that Saints game. I think you can kind of see that throughout the the last two games. But yeah, no, I do, I think Runyon's a very solid guard. Now, I don't think he's exceptional. I don't think he's special by any means. But I think you can win with him. You know, the Packers won a Super Bowl with Darren College playing left guard. You need ditch diggers too. I, I don't I don't I I don't circle him as a major problem on most downs. Let's let's put it that way. Um as far as any observations that stuck out to me rewatching it is it's hard to watch. And it's a big mess on offense. And it's never just one thing, but more often than not, I really wish they could find some cohesion up front. And we talk about it all the time here. I know Matt's spoken about it at the podium, but like, you know, you're you got to control the line of scrimmage. You have to be able to operate up front. Because if you can't, it ruins everything else you're trying to do. And you see that way too much. Whether it is like guys blowing blocks, whiffing on things, or just flat-out holding or uh, false starts or whatever, the offensive line has been way more culpable than I think anything else. And certainly there have been growing pains at wide receiver, spacing issues. Jordan Love has not been as careful with the football as he needs to be. He certainly needs to be a lot more consistent. But I think most of that pales in comparison to needing the offensive line to get on track. And again, hopefully, coming out of the bye week, they've got a plan. Here's hoping. But to me, that's the no- Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Number one thing. Luke, thanks for the Super Chat, man. The best thing about the Carry the G commercial is it reminds me of Tyler's microphone situation during 2020 Cheesehead TV HR when he had his lounge voice. <laughs> That's a deep pull right there, man. Yes, yes, he definitely has. He has a, He's a man of many voices. If you listen to the – it's funny to hear him do the Carry the G commercial and then play the app commercial that he just did for us, well, video for social media you know, saying you should download the Cheesehead TV app or the voice he does when he does, like, Cheesehead TV promos in the style of Saturday Night Live. The man is, uh, you know, a man of many voices, many talents. Tyler Herrick, shout out, who I believe, if I've got my dates right, I believe he's in the air and or on his way or has arrived at this point across the pond. So safe travels, Tyler. I will see you when you get back. Lambo Leo, what's up, man? Thanks for the super chat, and thanks for all your support, man. I see you all over the Cheesehead TV, social channels, Patreon, everything. So thank you very much. I really appreciate it, man. Nags, Sunday cannot come 
soon enough, I believe you meant to write. And we need a win in the worst way. I need a break from all the clean house articles and comments put online by all the Madden coaches and stay-at-home GMs. I hear you there. Man, look, remember, that's passion. That's just passion coming through the internet, right? I just scroll past it. I ignore most of it. Like, the Packers just don't operate that way. Like, if Jerry Jones was in charge, I think there's every possibility that Mac gets fired if they lose on Sunday, right? I don't see in any way, shape, or form either Matt or Joe Barry or anybody getting dismissed prior to the end of the season. Like, could Matt get fired end of the year? There's a very, 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 very small chance. I'm not going to say it's impossible, but it's pretty tiny. I'd go so far as to say it's infinitesimal, but not completely, 100% impossible. With that said, they're just not going to go firing people. It's just not how they operate. It's not how Mark Murphy operates, and they are going to give this coaching staff the balance of the season to work things out, especially given everything they're working with offensively, the youth, the inexperience. I, I Look, I like I said, I understand people taking to the Internet and calling for everyone to be fired or cut or traded or whatever, but 99% of that you can ignore. It's just people expressing their passion for the Packers, which I get and I understand and I totally appreciate. Obviously, if there wasn't passion for the Packers, Cheesehead TV wouldn't exist. So I'm down with it. I understand people want action. They want to see a winning football team as opposed to a football team that can't get out of its own way. I'm down with it. I understand it. But again, that's not how this franchise operates. So I'll pretty much just uh, ignore it. Menace, what's up, man? Thanks for the Super Chat. Better Green Bay team and who wins head-to-head? 2014 versus 2020. Oh, Baby, what a good one. Um, didn't I get that? I think we talked about this last year. Um, or no, somebody asked about 2020 versus 96, which is, of course, 96 would mop 2020. But 2020 versus 2014 is good. That's a really good one. I'd probably give the nod to 2014. I um, think they had a much better, more cohesive defense, especially with the way Micah Hyde was playing and uh, – it was the whole secondary in general. They were really in lockstep uh, down the stretch there. Clay moved to the inside, all of that, man. I don't, I don't know. Like, I think there, that would be a good game, but, yeah, give me 2014. Even with, yes, Rodgers hobbled towards the end, but I'm assuming we're talking, like, you know, neutral field, all injuries off, as it were. Um, yeah, I'd, I'd go 2014 on that one. Um, Rick, thanks for the Super Chat, man. Is the Kettle of Fish a good place to watch a game? Going to be in New York City November 5th. It is a great place to watch a game. Probably my favorite place to watch a game in New York City. I will say, though, get there tomorrow. November 5th, tomorrow at the latest. I, I kid, but I'm somewhat serious when I tell you you got to get there early. you got to get there insanely early. If you think you're too early, you're not early enough. It's like training camp. Think training. If you've been to training camp and you know how insane – and early, insanely early, people get there. I remember before we started, before I got started getting credentialed, I, Corey and I would get there at like 5.30, 6 a.m. for training camp. I'm not saying you need to do quite that for Kettle of Fish, but I don't know, pretty close. It gets packed, dude. It gets packed. And it's awesome. The vibe is awesome. Patrick has created something so special down in the village here in New York for Packers fans. Cannot recommend going there enough. Like uh, like I said, the vibe is off the charts. It's the closest thing to feeling like you're in a Wisconsin living room somewhere watching with your friends and family 
as you can get outside of that actual real thing. So very, 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 very much recommended, but get there early. Abdul, what's up, man? Any word on if they're keeping same O-line post by Abdul, we won't know that probably until I will say, like, pregame warm-ups on Sunday. And I'm sure Matt will be asked about it, and I'm sure he will say we'll see on Sunday, and the old cat-and-mouse game will continue throughout the week. But, yeah, I'd be shocked if they came right out and said, yeah, we're making changes, or, oh, yeah, we're keeping the same five guys. I think they will uh, keep us guessing until kickoff, or as close to kickoff as possible. But we'll see. Hey, like I said, maybe Matt comes out tomorrow and says, yep, we're doing this. I doubt it, but maybe. Steven, thanks for Super Chat, man. Do you think Love needs to let it rip more on some of these throws? Feels like short arm throws too much, but I could be wrong. I don't know, man. I, it's real hard. I do think he's fallen into a bad habit with the sidearm stuff. You know, I don't know about short arm, but the sidearm has really kind of creeped in in a bad way. Um, I don't think there's any better example of that than the throw he makes to Reed to basically kill that first drive in Vegas, you know, like that, A, it's a throw he should never, should never make. Um, but yeah, he's got this bad habit of he's dropping his arm and like flicking it like almost Roger style, but obviously not quite as effective. Um, and yeah, it's a, it's a bad habit that he's got to get out of. And I understand there are times when you're going to need to do it right. Like the play against the saints where he has the guitar fake and he rolls out to his left and there's a guy coming bearing down on him. The pretty much the only way you can get that throw out is through sidearm it, and it's impressive that he can do it. Like, don't get me wrong, like it's fucking impressive, but it's bad technique, and over time, it's going to get you in trouble. You know, there, there's times to do it, and there's times to lean into your technique. And I think, to your point, get to the top of your drop, make your reads, let it rip in with your technique. You probably see an increase in the accuracy. I think you'll probably see, you know, a few more completions that way, but. You know, it's really easily said, sitting on the couch. You know, it's a whole lot different when you're trying to read the defense and make sure that what you see is real and you're not seeing ghosts, and then you let it rip in rhythm. That's why I think it's so important to get him some easy throws early out of the gate. Get him some, you know, quick one-two, check down, whatever, Get move on to the next play, but give him some easy completions. Like, it's okay if it goes through three or four yards. Just get him some completions early. Because I think once he gets in a rhythm, he's pretty lethal. But he seems to like really spray things around these early parts of the games, and I think some of it is a lack of technique. So, yeah, I, I think there's 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 something to that. John, what's up, man? Thanks for super chat. When you were QB one, did you have Reptile Henderson? Oh man, shout out Coffee Town, man. I, I, if you guys don't know Coffee Town, you got to check out. Just Google Coffee Town football, man. It's so great. But no, I, I didn't have Reptile Henderson. Nothing nothing like that in Wisconsin. Come on. You know, Reptile is a very southern creation. Chris East, thanks for the super chat. Nags, you rock. Thanks for all you do. That's really appreciated, man. Thank you. Really, really appreciate that. Dennis, is what's up, Dennis? How are you doing? I love Dennis Reynolds, a different Dennis, saying, Is Nags going to have to come up with some crazy bullshit story about Chrome not working again? Sir, for your information, I got an email from StreamYard yesterday saying, We're sorry that the camera wasn't available during your stream. We've got it in our logs that you were one of the people that was affected by our Chrome situation. So, ha! 
bullshit excuse. I don't give you bullshit excuses, people. I ain't got time for it. I ain't got time for it. Uh, somebody asking about Stokes. He could be up. Could be up on Sunday. First time since that injury in Detroit last year. I'm going to be fascinated to see if he's out there in any, like, a real, like, capacity as far as, like, more than a handful of snaps. I think they're going to ease him in. I would suspect they ease him into this thing, but who knows? Maybe they play a ton of nickel and he's out there a bunch. I don't know. We'll find out. (laughs) Nags, you sell those hats on your site, or is that a Packers Pro Shop hat? Oh, this one is an old-school Pro Shop hat. I've had this forever, but... Um, we sell a lot of ha- different hats on the Cheesehead TV site uh, shop, but yeah, this one uh, old school pro. In fact, I'm a walking pro shop ad right now because this is the sweatshirt is from the pro shop too. I just realized that I'm pro shopped out today. <laughs> you got to show the receipts before Nagler Chromegate gets as big as Chargers fan. <laughs> That's really good, Johnny. Well, well played. Is Gary still on a pitch count? I don't believe so, Seattle. Don't believe so. We'll find out, I guess, on Sunday, but I don't think so. I know he's off the injury report, so I can't imagine why he would be. We'll find out, though. Hopefully he's out there terrorizing Russell Wilson, putting him on the ground repeatedly many times and then driving up his price. All right, buddy. I'm going to have to get going. I can't thank you enough for hanging out, talking Packers each and every day, Monday through Friday, right here on the Cheesehead TV social channels, please do me a monster favor. Hit like on the video, subscribe to the channel, and then tell your friends and tell your family. Cheesehead TV, we are devoted to Green Bay Packers fans worldwide. Thanks a lot, everybody. Have a great night. Go Pack Go.